Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gateway to Cinema, the spin-off of the far more popular podcast reboot already underway, the Scream the TV series to the main podcast's Scream. Couldn't use that one last week? You weren't feeling I it? I could have used it last week, but I wanted you to just kind of like understand my pain a little more yeah. before, you know, I brought it in. Should I watch the Scream TV show? Yes, of course. <laughs> That's what your whole analogy at the beginning is. It's like, these are the good things. These, these are my recommendations. Yeah, okay. Like, it's it's the movies we talk about and these, these spinoffs. Okay. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> because, yes, we are once again talking about one of the films from the list of 100 movies I made for Lacey to watch. Films that are interesting introductions to the larger world of cinema. And this week... We're talking about another one of my all-time favorite films, and another horror film in the spirit of October, and with the release of Leatherface on the horizon, we are looking at the original film in the franchise, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, Lacey, that's a lot of, uh, that's kind of like a lot of, you know, legacy and build-up to introduce this film, and uh, deliver the crushing blow now. I like, all right, so, uh, how do you pronounce his first name, the director? Is it Toby? I always say Toby. Okay, well, we're going to go with Toby. Toby Hooper, and his other film that I've seen, even though, is it, did he actually make Poltergeist? The, the whole Poltergeist controversy, and, you know. Um, I think his movies are ones that I appreciate and respect more than I actually like. If that makes sense. I get what you're saying, yeah. Like, Poltergeist, again, if he made it, is like... It's like I, I appreciate this, and I understand why it was such a cultural... or Cultural... Wow, I cannot say that word. Cultural phenomenon, and why it's just this huge uh, horror film that uh, really helped define the haunted house genre. But... At the same time, I'm like, it doesn't really hold up super well. And I think this one holds up better than Poltergeist. And I think this is better than Poltergeist. And I like it more than Poltergeist. But mm-hmm. I also think it loses a little something from its age, if that makes sense. I don't know. I feel like I it's think a little it goofy doesn't... sometimes. What? I think it's just a little goofy sometimes. I think I kind of get where you're coming from in the sense that, like, you hear about the legacy of this film, especially the the contemporary responses mm-hmm. to the film, where they're all just like, oh, this is going to get an X rating. We have to cut it down to an R rating. And people are leaving the theater because they're grossed out. There's a huge mixed reception, all this sort of stuff, because mm-hmm. people are, you know, losing their minds over the violence in this film. Mm-hmm. And then you watch it, and you're like, "This is really tame compared to <laughs> now, what we see now." It's it's like um, we are. Is Silence of the Lambs on the list? Yeah, it, it is. is, isn't it? It is. Yeah. But it kind of like how I talk to people about Silence of the Lambs, and they're like, "I can't stomach that. That's too gross for me." And then I'm like, "The stuff you see in the Hannibal TV show on NBC <laughs> is like a billion <laughs> times worse." And it's just interesting to see how kind of our yeah. attitudes towards that violence has changed mm-hmm. which has also changed with like the technology to be able to showcase that violence mm-hmm. but I... but like i get what you're saying in terms of it 
it definitely seems a lot more tame and a lot more goofy to a modern audience than it would have at the time. Yeah, oh yeah, certainly. I, I'm sure if I watched this at the time, I'd be losing my mind. But now when it's like he's obviously not getting anywhere close to these people with the chainsaw, and it's like, oh, hey. It's the one thing that like instantly I was like, okay, this is like a little weird. And I don't know why, because they do it later in the movie. But when he starts cut, oh, this is. Spoilers. Do you want to save it for the spoilers? Yeah, save it for the spoilers. But there's just one, like, there's no blood splatter in one of the scenes. Mm-hmm. But then they do it later. I'm like, well, maybe they just couldn't do that in the 70s. But then they do it later, and I'm like, so he's like cutting someone up, and like clean as a whistle. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, it's totally clean to kill someone with a chainsaw. <laughs> I mean, I mean, have it. you ever tried, Lacey? I mean, no. But I would guess it's very messy, if I had to guess. Um, that's the that's where I'm just kind of like, okay, dude. Like, I get it, but also, I don't know. So it was just a little goofy after that. They do better after that. I think there's, that's the one moment where I'm like, oh, God, okay. And everything after that is, like, pretty believable after that. I mean, I guess I don't know how you want to. If believable is the right word, but... No, I think believable is, because I think one of the things I... I guess we're definitely on different, you know, sides of the fence here, because I think one of the things I, that really struck me about this film when I saw it for the first time is kind of like that that rawness, that realness to it, where it feels... It has very much like documentarian approach, it has that very gritty approach, and it just... Mm-hmm. It felt like weirdly authentic in a way a lot of slasher movies don't and that's like the harrowing part of it is that it feels like brutal and raw so i i don't know i can i can see where the goofiness comes from and i think that that's me just kind of like forgiving those moments because i think the film overall is so great Mm -hmm. but i do think that there is something very that very striking about this film that still holds up to this day you know involved with that kind of more like grounded realness to it in a sense. And I think that comes a lot more towards the end. Like there are, there's one scene in particular that's like super hard to watch even like still where it's, there's just, we'll get it to in spoilers, but uh, like I get that, but also moments like that in a way are sort of cheapened for me by like these kind of less, lesser moments i suppose i don't know i feel like there was just a like there are moments in the earlier parts and especially involving a hook that's like super messed up and like still scary but then they also toss in like the the whole (laughs) the whole movie is named the texas chainsaw massacre and like the chainsaw is my least favorite part of the movie (laughs) so i'm just kind of like all right i mean yeah sure I, give it to you. I like the, that it's loud and scary. If someone were to chase you with that, oh, you'd certainly be afraid. You'd be running for your little life, boy. And be like, oh, I don't want to get chopped yeah. up. I mean, like, if I can talk a little bit about, like, why I put this on the list. If we're, if we're ready for that. I'm but, ready. like, oh, I'm ready. 
obviously, as we've talked about many times, the slasher genre is one of my favorite is my favorite subgenre of movie. And this is kind of the originator of a lot more of the tropes. Like we talked about Psycho, how that kind of like brought it into the mainstream and stuff. But this is the one that, you know, brought out the whole like masked killer. And he has his own specific weapon that he uses. And so the chainsaw kind of. My appreciation for the chainsaw kind of stems from the fact that it is the originator of that whole each villain gets their own iconic weapon kind of idea, you know? Yeah, I get that. And like I said, I appreciate what this movie does and did for, like, slasher films. I just wonder if... In your exploration of slasher films, how... How long ago have you seen this, I suppose, for the first time? I mean, I first saw this, like, maybe three years ago for the first time. And it was, like, after I had seen a lot of... I had, like, watched through the whole Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. I'd watched through the whole Friday the 13th franchise. I'd watched through the whole Halloween franchise. So this was kind of, like, after that. And then, you know, other slashers here and there. But it it wasn't very early on, but it wasn't super late right i mean i still haven't seen too many but i feel like this is i feel like a lot of the things i saw in it i had seen before i had seen like referenced to or parodied before so it was kind of like so like you had like seen the stuff that were that was inspired by right, it right and that and yeah. i know you're gonna hate this <laughs> but the stuff that almost does it better than this movie does Yeah. What was that? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, like I get where you're coming from. You're very much kind of like the whole, the person who does it first is not necessarily automatically the best. Right. And like, I get that mentality, but I do think that I, I guess I'm a little more like favorable to the originator mm-hmm. in art, you know, where this kind of like all, and obviously, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Bowers from a lot of other films as well, but... No, it's just kind of... I'm not hating. It's, I'm not yeah. hating either, just so we're clear. <laughs> I still think it's a good movie. I still liked it. No, I got you. I um, got you. It's just you're very much like, I appreciate this film for what it is, and I'm like, I appreciate and enjoy this film. I'm trying but. to think of like the closest uh, related one that we've covered in this to my feelings on this. But it's sort of... I don't know that there is one that's super that I feel this way about. Like, I guess... I guess maybe RoboCop? I don't know. I've kind of convinced myself that I don't like RoboCop. <laughs> Even though I do. But for whatever reason. I think maybe... Yeah, I think RoboCop is probably the closest. Maybe 2001. Although I do like 2001 a bit more. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, this is so influential, so important to movie history um that i don't know you, you know what i'm trying to say i know what you're saying that's kind of part of the reason why i put it on the list is beyond the fact that it originated many of the uh tra- trappings of the slasher subgenre, which i love so much and but also it is a very important piece of cinematic history as are many of the films we've covered on this list mm-hmm. and you know as I mentioned, it is a personal favorite of mine. And it's a film that kind of, 
like a lot of the films that I rank very highly in like my personal favorites, it's a film that kind of like inspired me as an artist where you like see much like the evil dead kind of like the low budget approach to filmmaking and how great it can be when you have like talent, you know, behind the mm-hmm. scenes. Evil dead so it's, uh, has a lot of Texas chainsaw massacre vibes. Now that I've seen this. Yes. Yes. It was definitely uh, very influenced by this film. Like the woods. And obviously it has, it gets its own iconic chainsaw weapon in the second film, oh, but yeah, we'll I get to that. Too. But also the woods. There's a couple times that there were a lot of branches around in this one. We're moving away from the woods. And I was super We're, mo- mo- we're moving away from the woods okay. and we're moving into spoilers. So if you have not seen the film yet, uh, recommended by the both of us, mm-hmm. I would say. Like, you'd still recommend oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, again, for historical significance more than anything. And also... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I do, I do like it. We're gonna get into this more in spoilers. Well, yeah. So, if you haven't seen it, recommended by the both of us. If mm-hmm. you have seen it or just don't care, we're gonna talk about it a little now in depth with spoilers. Okay. Um. What? We're gonna talk a little about it now. <laughs> a little about now. A little about now. I'm just gonna continue to slur my words together every time, and then eventually we'll develop a shorthand. No, just no. Well. Yeah, we're just gonna spoil this like, little now. Spoil the mama. <laughs> we're gonna add extra syllables too for whatever reason. Um, the thing that sells the mo- this movie and the super believability of it is uh, Marilyn Burns's performance in this, because you believe she thinks she's gonna die, <laughs> like several times in this movie. I'm like, this girl is like for real scared. What happened? Is this a snuff I mean, there's uh, did you kind of read up a little bit about like the production of this film and how it was like a very dangerous, like a lot of like low budget filmmaking back in the day? It was quite dangerous for the actors because like you don't have the money <laughs> to make sure me. everything's safe, you don't have the time to make sure everything's safe before running through stuff. Okay. So it was like the Evil Dead, a lot there was a lot of onset injuries oh, over the course of filmmaking well, and a lot of instances. Like, I know you said how like. The chainsaw, you can clearly see where it's not getting close to them at all, but there are some moments where, when filming, the chainsaw got really close well, when to it lands the on actors. His freaking leg? <laughs> <laughs> that was like, <laughs> for a split moment, I'm like, is that not going to cut his leg? Because I almost believe that's where this movie was at that point. <laughs> but it does, and I'm like, okay, that's good. Um, no, I didn't read anything about this. I might have to, though, but, um, I don't even remember where I was. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth, I think, kind of getting that knowledge as well, the behind-the-scenes knowledge. Yeah. But in terms of this just being your first reaction to seeing this film, it's not, like, necessary. Right. And this is, I don't know, I feel like a lot of the ones on this list that I'm not, like, super favorable towards, like, RoboCop... They're movies that you've seen several times at this point, I'm assuming. And so... Yes, yeah. I, I don't know if, like, maybe the appreciation comes with multiple viewings with some of these things. I think some films it does. Because, like, obviously I talked about how Blade Runner I wasn't terribly big on the first time I watched it. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, this is one of my favorite films of all time. Right. But... Um, but, yeah, back to back to 
lead actress whose name I forgot. Um, Marilyn Burns. Thank you. She is, uh, like, it's good. It's so good. The whole ending of this movie is very good, but super hard to watch. (laughs) Where it's just screaming for, like, 30 minutes straight. And it's super uncomfortable. And you're just like, just... Just let it end, please. <laughs> like, please stop screaming, please. I don't think she stops screaming for the whole last 30 minutes of this movie. No, probably not. But it is very much supposed to be kind of like a grueling film experience in a lot of ways, you know? Right. I don't know. This, this might be a weird thing to say, so hold on with me here. Do you know, like, sometimes in movies... This is going to be such a dumb question. Do you know how, like, in movies sometimes you can, like, see heat? Yes, like the the whole, like, waves over the, uh, like, the horizon kind of thing? Not like that. (laughs) That's, that would be the legitimate thing. Okay, okay. But, like... Like, you can just kind of tell that it was a hot environment, like, to be filming in. Like, it's hot in there, and, like, it might be something about the color palette that's super, like... It's just dirty and hot and sweaty and gross. Yeah, I would certainly say that's the color palette of this film, for sure. the whole movie. And I don't really like that color palette, if that makes sense, or that feeling. Like, I understand it, and I understand why people like it, but it's, like, in my personal, like movie stuff it's just like oh can we get some blues can we get some reds in here a lot of golds seeing a lot of golds seeing a lot of browns i mean yeah look but like again this isn't supposed to be the most pleasant film to watch i I know that so i think that's kind of what i like about it it is it it delivers on that like gritty rawness you know people hate me now (laughs) Like if they're listening um, to this, no. They're like, no, they're just like Jake. Oh, he just doesn't. He just doesn't understand what this movie's supposed to be. And I'm like, I understand that that's the way it's supposed to be. But I'm just saying, it doesn't personally suit like what I enjoy in movies. And it's no, that's like, entire. That's an entirely fair point to make. I, like, I can't argue against you know your opinion. Like this art didn't personally affect me in right. the same way, but um. That's a weird complaint. I don't know. I got off on the on a weird foot saying, do you know when you can see heat <laughs> in movies? No, not heat waves. That would make too much sense. <laughs> um, like the, the Psycho, uh, like, callback, I suppose. I don't even know what you'd... Reference? Homage in this film? Yes. Cool. Yeah. I liked that. I was like, oh, Psycho's a good movie. Wish I was watching Psycho. I'm just kidding. Now I'm just saying. Why do you do this to me? I'm just saying stuff to antagonize you at this, this point. This this will be the last episode of the show, everyone. <laughs> uh, I can't do it anymore. Um. Uh, yeah, I can't stand uh, Lacey coming on every week and uh, hating my favorite films. So. Whoa, Scream is super high on my list. I just want you to know. Um, I have a minor grievance. Go for it. Not against the movie, but against Letterboxd. Go for it. You know when you go on Letterboxd and you, like, click on a movie and they have the poster? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how they do it on the website or whatever. I don't really use that very much. I use the app a lot. But they have the name on the left, the poster on the right, and then, like, a still from the movie at the top. 
Yeah. Hate Similar on the website. Hate when the still is a spoiler for the movie. <laughs> like, why do they do that? Because there's some scenes from this movie that are so iconic that that's kind of like what people associate with the movie. Yeah, and Letterboxd is very much kind of for those, like, cinephiles that would be more familiar Ooh. with the classics. <laughs> well, I'm so sorry. I've never I'm, seen I'm not the saying they should man. do that. In fact, I think you're right that they should try to avoid that at all costs. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to say that, you know a lot of people who go on that page are like, this is what's memorable about this movie. Mm-hmm. Is like a shot like this. What what shot do they use? It's her in the back of the truck, all bloodied and screaming. Oh, yep. So when you don't see that for the first hour and 20 minutes, you're like, oh, oh she's going to live. That's the end of the movie. Well, I mean, you kind of know she's going to live anyway if you're familiar with like the whole final girl, well, you yeah. know, trope. Well, sometimes they die. Sometimes they get a big old knife in the back. She got several knives in the back in this movie, actually. But she just kept running. <laughs> like, she's like Forrest Gump. <laughs> he just runs. Sure, yeah. Just run, Forrest. Run. Also, really liked the uh, practical effects <laughs> when Leatherface's brother gets hit by the truck. That was super, yep. <laughs> super, super good. Super good. Um... I was trying to, trying to think of stuff now, like this is all right. This is my main problem with this movie, and let me know. I mean, you're gonna love it. I already know this, <laughs> but uh, my problem is that it is, you get to like the halfway point of this movie, no, a little, a little bit before. No, halfway point is where this happens. I remember, because I checked. I'm like, nothing's happened yet in this movie. What's going on? <laughs> and you're at the halfway point. No one's died yet. It's but then, building atmosphere and suspense. But then literally everyone dies within the next ten minutes. <laughs> you're like, exactly. what? <laughs> what is that? You couldn't have paced this one out a little bit better? Like, alright. But I Fine. mean, there is something really powerful about the brutality of killing off so many people so quickly yeah yeah the hook thing that messed me up a little bit like i would never want to be on that 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 would be no fun who was knocking on the inside of the ice cupboard what do you mean so this is i don't know if they just wanted a cool shot and they didn't really care what it meant for the movie (laughs) but there's a moment where um main girl's boyfriend goes into the house and he hears knocking on the inside of the ice cupboard and he opens it and the first girl is in there who looks remarkably like a person we went to high school with who i won't say her name on the podcast tell me afterwards tell tell me afterwards afterwards, um yeah so he hears knocking on the inside of the ice box and then he opens it and she's dead in there but then she comes like jumping out but she's still dead. <laughs> like, I think it's just one of those situations where you're like, you care more about the scare than the yeah. logic. Yeah. I was kind of like, wait, oh, she's alive. She survived. And then it's like, no, nope, still dead. I'm like, okay. I'm sorry I'm ripping this apart. <laughs> it's a, That's okay. I don't know. This is just... There's no, like, rhyme or reason to the things that I enjoy for whatever reason or I think are, like, really great. 
Um, sometimes I mean, that's kind of part of the point of like giving you a list of a hundred movies that are mix of classical and personal favorites is you kind of gives you a variety to kind of like establish a taste in a sense. Yeah. Not, not to say like you don't have, I I don't have taste. I don't have good. I'm not trying to say you don't have taste, but I'm saying like by the very nature of it, right? The more films you watch, the more refined your taste will be. Now what happens when we run through all a hundred movies? And I give then you'll you you'll be as uh, oh. great as I am. Oh, I was uh, then I was gonna say then I give you a hundred movies you've never seen. I don't think you have a hundred quality movies that whoa, I have whoa, not whoa. seen. Yet. No one said anything about quality. <laughs> Let's get that straight. Of course, we're going through Mike and Dave need wedding dates. We're going through Life After Bad. We're going through Aubrey Plaza's entire filmography. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We'll throw a little bit of. A little bit of um, birds in there. Yeah, I do need to see the birds. Yeah, so there we go. That's five right there. <laughs> I'll make a list. Just you wait. I um, I want you to just like make a list of right now. <laughs> what your hundred movies would be right at this very moment. <laughs> I. You know what? Is that what I'm gonna do tonight? Probably. <laughs> Probably that's what I do tonight. Now. <laughs> um. Um. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Gets a solid five bumps out of five. We didn't get to do months of bumps this week, Aaron. We, you were deprived of your bumps. So, bumps. yeah, here, I give it I give it a solid 10 out of 10 bumps. Wow. It's the same score. We gave it the same score. Oh, it's not because yours is five out of five. Mine's oh. 10 out of 10. And those are different numbers. Yeah. It's like you bumps, don't even know math, Lizzie. Bumps don't convert the same way regular numbers do. No, for in all seriousness... Um, I I did like this movie. Fine, I liked it. Fine. I the ending is what brings it around. Never really dug any of the characters. They never really give us a chance to care that any of them are gonna die or anything. Yeah, that's fair. And I don't know. The the creepiest part was by far the ending. Also, what's up with the grandpa? He's creepy. Uh, certainly. Uh, what is happening? I thought he was totally dead. He started sucking blood out of the girl's finger. He's pulling an evil it's dead. Creepy. He's pulling an evil dead, sucking a little milk out of her fingers. Did he drink it? I can, I can finally give you an answer. This time, mm-hmm. he did drink it. Yeah. So, is he... I, now... Whenever we do a movie like this, like a slasher movie, I feel like you need to run me through the uh, the, the sequels the the fr- or the franchise in yeah. general. Yeah, yeah. Well, unlike the ones we've covered prior to this, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Hellraiser, all that, I have not seen the entire franchise of this yet. And that's basically because they're not as widely available as like some of the other ones are Weird. in the sense that just kind of like both because their rights are scattered across a couple uh, different studios and also just, I don't know. They just don't seem to show up on streaming services very often. Okay. So I've seen this one, the original I've seen, I have not seen two yet, but it's on Amazon prime. So I'm going to watch it sometime this month. Okay. I've not seen th- three and I, but four. I have seen the, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, which is the one I brought in for a bad movie of the week on the main podcast, because it's basically a remake of this film, but set in, like, a, a suburb area, 
with like prom night get, like students as like the victims and then of course the alien thing as i mentioned mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, also some weird scene with a clapper which i don't know why a clapper? They like... Included, yeah, like the like the clap on clap off there's just a scene where, like, the evil people exit, like, their cabin, they just clap twice, and the lights turn off. And it's not, like, acknowledged at all. Like, it's not, like, a bit. It's not, like, you know, <laughs> hey, that's a, a funny bit. clapper you got. <laughs> it's just not acknowledged at all. They just clap, and the lights turn off. <laughs> it's I not, don't like, I... the snapper? Remember yes. that? From Night at the Museum? I, yes. A lot of people can't snap. Is Mike picking that up? Oh, you're snap. Oh, wait, everyone snaps with that finger. Yeah, everyone's picking it up. Why are we just snapping now? <laughs> okay, anyway. But, uh, and then I have not seen the remake, mm-hmm. but I have seen the prequel to the remake. And that's wow. not very good. Because the prequel to the remake was available on streaming, so I was like, watch this. Okay. So, so that one, it might still be available on Netflix. But I don't recommend it because <laughs> that was the whole Michael Bay produced right. remake because he was involved with like all the slasher remakes. I think I'm good with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. As sad as that might be for you, like this is the only one I feel like I ever need to watch. I f- think you're right. And then I've also seen Texas Chainsaw 3D, which was the most recent one. That was like 2012. Okay. And that one's... It, like, ignores all the other films except for the original, and it tries to be a sequel to the first film. And it has this really weird thing where, like, this girl, like, inherits in, inherits this uh, mansion, and she, like, goes there with a bunch of her friends, and then they discover, like, Leatherface is, like, living in the basement because the girl is, like, related to the whole Leatherface family. It's It's really bad. Weird. Why? Because they ran out of ideas. Oh, Alexandra Daddario's in it. Yes. I like her. I, like, she seems nice, right? She picks horrible movies, but she seems like a nice person. Yeah. Yeah. Baywatch, San Andreas, Percy Jackson, Texas Chainsaw, The House, The Choice, Layover. Have you, have you seen this Layover, Aaron? I have not, no. And then, of course, uh, other sequel, there's Leatherface coming out, mm-hmm. which doesn't look that great, but we'll see. I'll talk about it at some point. It's down solidly the road. mixed on reviews right now. Yeah. So, I don't know if that gives you more hope or less hope. <laughs> but... Honestly, it's getting better reviews than I thought it would, so I guess more hope. Lily, Lily Taylor's in it, I saw. Because it was it was like shelved for like at least two years. Oh really? Like yeah, they filmed this like two years ago so and just are... is a prequel to the original and the and Chainsaw 3D. Chainsaw 3D. Okay. Yeah. Which they I don't know why they're trying to keep that in continuity, but they should have made Chainsaw 2 and then made Texas Chainsaw 3D. They made way. Texas Chainsaw 2, then they made Leatherface Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, and now they have another film called Leatherface. And now there's two films called Leatherface that we have to deal with as I, well. I hate this franchise. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It, like, but yeah, I, like I just want to see, like, 
you, you always ask which ones I recommend. I've heard like good things about two, like two kind of like it was more outlandish and like campier in tone, and it's more of like a horror comedy yeah, and stuff. Like that. That's more so I've heard. Style. I've heard a lot of good things about that. I mean, I'll let you know when I eventually get around to seeing it. That's the eighty-six but, one. Yeah. Okay. But then, like, none of the sequels I have seen are worthwhile. So I wouldn't recommend any of them. <laughs> okay. All right. It's good to know. Dennis Hopper is in the uh, two. Sorry, I'm just looking up yep. these movies as we mentioned them. Uh. All right. <laughs> well, what do we wanna? What do, what do we wanna say finally about Texas Chainsaw Massacre? I mean, do you wanna tell me where you ranked it? Yeah, I'd love to, I would love to do that, Aaron. Let me once I figure it out, I'd love to tell you. Okay, well then I'll go first because I've figured it out. Uh, okay. I rank this sixteenth uh, after the Graduate, before the Devil's Backbone. Okay, <laughs> well, we've done thirty-two movies, correct? This is episode... We've done thirty-one. Are you sure? Unless I'm missing one. Alright, time to go through all the movies we've done. <laughs> I'm just kidding, we'll figure it out later. Uh, but this is number 26. Um, behind Batman 66. Uh, and that's a wrap on and this series. And in front of uh, Blazing Saddles. <laughs> we are done? That might move. I don't know. Uh, no. I, I give up. You know what? Lacey will never have taste, and uh, you know we're switching. unfriended. This is unfriended too, everyone. Unfriended too. I'm switching. <laughs> I'm actually going to switch a couple things around because I'm moving RoboCop down. Are you joking with me, or are you serious? I'm being for real. So this is this is the choice you have to make now. <laughs> so RoboCop's now 26, where Texas Chainsaw was, followed by Hellraiser. Followed by Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Followed by Batman 66. So it's now 24 instead of 26. But Perks of Being a Wallflower is still 19. So there you go. You got that to look forward to. That's still there. I I have nothing left to say to you. <laughs> well, that's good. Because I think the podcast's done. <laughs> I think we're coming towards the end of this one. Yep. Yeah, we are. Because, so, so next week, mm -hmm. we will be covering a film that is somewhat, uh, a, probably one of, like, the most, like, okay. not con controversial is not the right word, but just kind of, like, definitely a Does this deserve mix. to be on the list kind of thing? It's... Yeah, one of one of the more questionable inclusions on the list, depending on who you ask, because in anticipation of Jigsaw coming out, we will be looking at the original film in the franchise, Saw. I hope you know I'm going straight from Saw into Jigsaw. <laughs> We're going to see how this goes. If Jigsaw requires you to know anything more than Saw had to offer, well... You you need to know a little more because there's some developments in like three that are definitely relevant. But so should I just watch three? You should. We'll talk about it a okay. little next week, but 
it's not it's not like you need to watch three. It's just if you don't want if if you would rather see the movie than just get a spoiler. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but I think but I think they spoil it in the trailer anyway, so you probably already know the thought development I'm talking about. Nothing but anyway, <laughs> we'll we'll talk more about it when we cover it next week. Mm-hmm. So uh so yeah. But that's it for this week. Mm-hmm. So if you want to find us around the web, you can find Lacey at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. Find him at Jake Lace on Tumblr. You can also find him on Letterboxd and Instagram and whatever. Yeah, it's an amalgamation. This whole 31 days of Halloween, I don't know. Next year, I'm not doing 31. I think this is my... Day Night X came home X-game. where I like pared it down to like less than half. I'm like, ah, uh, like I like it. I'm watching a lot of fun movies, cool movies I probably wouldn't have watched otherwise. But also, oh my God, I have no time for anything else. I work, I go yes. home, I eat, I shower, and then I'm like movie time, and then I'm bedtime. Yep. So it's uh, it's fun. So what is this? What fun is? This is. All right. So if you want to find David from the main podcast around the web, you can find him at dbex15 on Twitter. dbex with two S's. Mm-hmm. If you want to find me around the web, you can find me at littleflamedude on Twitter. You can find me on, at this clever blog name. is already taken. .tumblr.com. The Night X Came Home, Volume 2, is uh, underway. So we have, since, co- since last time, I've covered The Redeemer, Son of mm-hmm. Satan, uh, mm-hmm. Fatal Games, uh Friday the 13th, but you love The that Orphan. Movie. Oh. <laughs> what did you say? I said, but you love that movie right after you said Friday the 13th, and then you said The Orphan. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so no. Well, Friday the 13th and The Orphan are both, like, other horror yeah, films, but point. no, this is... Have you seen The Orphan? Like the act? I have like... not, but I know the twist, so, like, I don't know if I care to watch it anymore. No, it's bad. It's bad anyway, and so, yeah. And also, I've covered Scream, but not the screen we talked about last week. You really are going, you're leaning hard into that one now. You're like, there are other movies named this. Yes. that Well, I mean, that was kind of like that section of it. Mm-hmm. But those those were like the only two of that section. Is, was but... Scream from this before the Scream in? Yes. that okay. The Scream I talk okay. about is from the 80s, like 1986, I think. Okay. All right. Yeah. Guys, if you haven't been reading it, definitely should. Super good. Super funny. And you learn a little bit about things that you would have never known about. Like what? Uh, there's the one from last year about how, like, I don't know, we were really drunk when we made the episode, so I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> the Nightmare Never Ends? Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, that one. It's a good one. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. And if you want to find the main podcast around the web, you can find us at Reboot Already On on Twitter. You can give us a like on Facebook, check out our episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes, and give us a good review if you like what we say. Yeah. I like what I say. I don't. Yeah. I hate it. I I hate it when you hate my favorite movies. Watch me come in and be like, Saw's the best movie on the list next week, and you're going to be like... I hate everything. What have I done? I've created a monster. Saw is a film I'm mixed. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. All right.
So until we talk about that, don't think it. Don't say it. Bye-bye, man. Bye-bye, man. Do you think the Bye-Bye Man and Leatherface are Bye-Bye Man was in that family? I think that the Bye-Bye Man is like the son of Leatherface. Bye-Bye Man 2, son of Leatherface. (laughs) There we go. We made it.